Coming soon to a city near you, Vinitaly Roadshow. Have you ever wondered how to attend Vinitaly for free? Are you a wine trade professional interested in a sponsored trip to Vinitaly International Academy or Vinitaly, the Wine and Spirits Exhibition? Coming soon to Princeton, New Jersey, Harlem, New York, and Chinatown in New York City, Cardiff in Wales, London in England, and Roost in Austria. We'll be giving away our new textbook, Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0. Find out more about these exciting events and for details on how to attend go to liveshop.vinitaly.com limited spots available sign up now we'll see you soon welcome to the next generation i'm victoria chacha join me as we chat with young italian wine people shaking up the wine scene we're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam, then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Okay, we are live, live, live. The next generation of the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Victoria Cece. We are here today. We are going to be talking about Verdicchio, a very, very fun grape varietal that I adore with all my heart. Really love drinking Verdicchio. It's a very, very sexy white wine. And I'm going to be talking to a super jazzy young winemaker, Riccardo Baldi from La Staffa Winery in Le Marche, where Verdicchio comes from. Well, we'll debate on where that actually comes from, but we'll get into that later. So we're going to dive into a little bit about the Verdicchio grape. You know, the stuff Stevie wants me to do, you know, talk all the technicalities from our Italian wine unplugged book. And then we're going to have Riccardo on and we're going to chit chat about all things to know about Verdicchio, but more life, Le Marche, all the things, you know, drop your comments, questions if you like. So let's dive into it. I don't know how many of you have had Verdicchio before. I have copious amounts Went to the Le Marche for the first time this summer, and it was exquisite. Le Marche is one hell of a region, one undiscovered region for somebody who is not from Italy, and I'm sure for people who are from Italy, because let's be real, no matter you're in Italy or, you know, sitting in the Veneto in Verona, or you're sitting in New Jersey, like where I'm from, you don't always leave your region or state all that often, all the time when you really don't have to. I mean, no, you tra- there's better train travel here. But I digress. Verdicchio is a noble Italian grape. Um, it produces wines with high acidity. It's very age-worthy. Um, it has a bit of a kind of funny history, which we'll get into shortly. It says here from the book, it is one of the varieties that is named after its color, of course, Verdicchio Verde, green in Italian. And so it has a few synonyms, a lot of synonyms actually, but a few, let's say. Verdone, Verzano, Verdetto, Verzello. And then you also have Incrocio Bruni 54, which is a crossing of Verdicchio and Sauvignon Blanc. Wow, I didn't know that. And then getting into the more confusing realm about Verdicchio, you have Trebbiano di Suave and Trebbiano di Lugano, which are biotypes of Verdicchio and have this whole story, which have made Verdicchio a little bit overwhelming at first to understand because it's like, what is what? Trebbiano di Lugano. I don't know, Verdicchio. We made it through. We've identified them with their own names. Given Trebbiano di Suave and Trebbiano di Lugana grow in 
Ugana and Suave. So we set that apart. Those are not in the market. <laughs> Those are near us in Verona. Suave just being east of here and Ugana just being west of here by Lago di Garda. So back to it. However, for precision steak, Trebbiano di Lugana is genetically different from those other two grapes. So uh, admittedly by a very small amount, Trebbiano di Lugana and Trebbiano di Suave are very different from Verdicchio in the way they taste, obviously grow in different places. Um, but just so you know, they're biotypes. Moving on. So despite what scientists say is best of you, Trebbiano di Suave, Trebbiano di Lugana, and Verdicchio is different. In fact, in order to avoid the confusion, the official name of Trebbiano di Lugana is Turbiana. All right, now we're going to move away from all the synonyms a little bit so we can focus on Verdicchio and not confuse you guys anymore and get to our wonderful interview today. Moving on to Le Marche, where Verdicchio grows, is produced, you have a few DOCs and DOCGs. So you have probably most famous, most leading, you have Verdicchio dei Castelli Diesi DOC, and then the Reserva would be the DOCG. Then you have Verdicchio di Matelica DOC, and again, the Reserva being the DOCG. And then the rest I'm not going to rant about because those have to do with the biotypes. Verdicchio is a slow ripening grape and has tons of great acidity, which is why it's so wonderfully ageable, amongst other things, other reasons. So now we are going to dive into our wonderful, wonderful interview, get to know Ricardo Baldi from La Staffa Winery. He is a young winemaker who started off by taking over the small, I think about two hectares of his dad's land in Staffolo, which is where his winery is now, it's the same area. Uh, he fell in love with winemaking and he hasn't stopped since he was 20 years old. And so he's made a lot of, I mean, for his age, I mean, what he's doing is very incredible. I got to visit him actually this summer, which was really cool. Um, yes, drink Verdicchio all the way. Very delicious. And I love the versatility of his wines. How are you? How are you? Fine, thank you. Good to see you again. I know. It's been not that long, but long. I feel like it, it's, it's felt like two seconds since the summer. The harvest and for us the harvest is like two months but the feeling uh, is only like five days because it's all the time a rush yes uh, we work like 15 every hours a day so no one month and a half at the end uh, feel like only few <laughs> few days and so yeah last summer was just around the corner from now so how many hours do you sleep a night during harvest and if it's none, <laughs> I understand. I know, I know that it's not very uh, easy to trust it, but normally five hours a night, uh, four hours, 30 a night, because more is impossible. We normally work from uh, 5.30 a.m. to 11 p.m. every day. Uh, so it's very difficult to sleep more than five hours. So what, uh, was there ever a night that you never slept? No. <laughs> it, it, it's very difficult to, to No. <laughs> Are you not just, you don't want to tell us because then we'd be concerned. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So when did you wrap up Harvest? Uh, we start from, uh, we start at uh, beginning of September and we finish on 5, 6 October. Okay. Uh, so one month and a few days. Uh, was a very beautiful Harvest. The summer was a nightmare because no rain for all the summer, very, very uh, high temperature, very high uh, degrees during the summer. We, we had uh, 
like uh, 35 degrees Celsius for uh, the average, uh, the temperature average is around 30 degrees Celsius for all the summer. And we are in a hilly area 450 meters above the sea, so it's not very, it's quite high elevation no? for, for uh, Castelletti ESCN. Mm -hmm. So it's not normal to have so high temperature, but at the end of August, beginning of September, start to rain a lot. and. Uh, the water in the last part of the summer help us a lot to have uh, to balance a little bit more the harvest. So yes, was a, a, in my opinion was a, it was a good harvest. So you're happy. That's good. That's good. No, it's too early to tell. There's st still things going on. <laughs> um, all right, let me dial it back, all the way back to when you were born in Le Marche. <laughs> Your first sip of Verdicchio. of June. <laughs> I, I was very lucky because my grandma um, started to put my finger on his uh, uh, glass when I was like five, six years old. Grandma, no, put your... Yeah, your feet. But in the past. Yeah, yeah, inside the glass. No, when, I, when I was a, a child inside her glass. When I was like five, six, to uh, take a, a little sip of wine oh, okay. and then uh, feel uh, the tasting of the wine. Wait, so your when hands was, or your feet? Yeah, in, uh, no, 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 hands. Okay. So, <laughs> I thought it was the feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like. And, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my grandma put my hand inside the air glass. And so my first sip of Verdicchio was in maybe 1995, 1996, when I was five or six years old. Then um, my father bought a couple of hectares of vineyard in, in 2004. So first time I spent time inside a vineyard was in 2004. Obviously, I was born in Staffolo, and Staffolo is a little village. 2,000 people work in Staffolo. 2,000 people live in Staffolo, and we are uh, we have a 20 company that makes Verdicchio, so it's very normal for me to see uh, vineyard all over my place, no? because in Staffolo, all around, you are surrounded by vineyard. But my family was not involved in the wine business, so for me it was something new in 2004. Uh, I was 14 at the time, my father uh, bought a couple of hectares and started to make wine like his hobby. And uh, so my first harvest was on uh, vintage 2004. Oh, wow. Then year after year, he, yeah, he spent uh, a lot of time uh, making wine and, uh, and take care, taking care of the vineyard. And then, uh, but he's not his, uh, for, for him, uh, was not his pure job. So he has another job. Uh, he used to work in the vineyard in the weekend. Oh. So in 2009, 2010, I finished the high school. I started to study at the university. At the same time, I uh, helped my father to make the harvest uh, 09. Uh, I do it all, almost by myself because my father was very busy in this, uh, this real job. And I felt in love with the idea uh, to my own wine so I asked to my father to to cover his vineyard and uh, uh, from winter 2010 I take care of, uh, of his land and after some uh, year after year we increasing we increased 
a little bit the wider we have, uh, and I from 2010 I built my company. Awesome. This is my history, a piece of my history. A little, a little piece. So did um, your dad give you that land willingly, or was it a bit of a battle? Or did he want you to be no, a winemaker? No, no, <laughs> no. He was, he was very happy because uh, he is uh, really passionate about winemaking. Uh, and, and, uh, at the same time, he, he completely know, perfectly know, that for him was not possible to take care in the right way uh, because he has no time to to take care of the vineyard. And uh, if you have like uh, a little, little piece of land, you you can take care of in the weekend only. But if you want to make wine and if you have like a couple of hectares, also a little piece is a couple of hectares, but not, uh, is a little bit too much to do it in the weekend, no? So every time, every year was more difficult to take care of the vineyard and he was very, uh, he was in a moment of, of, of his life. Uh, he was thinking about how to manage this uh, vineyard. Uh, sometimes he think to sow the land, to sell the land. Uh, and so he was very, very happy to make my company. And, He's still very happy, oh. <laughs> obviously, also because it, meanwhile uh, we made a very beautiful company. Uh, he's still very happy. So does he is um, does he help you in the vineyards? Like, or is he still in the winery? Yeah, um, unfortunately not, because he became year after year more busy on his uh, real job, first job. <laughs> so few 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 days a year he, uh, he have time to help me but yeah he's, he's always here no when i have something broke in the cellar he can be uh, to help me to to fix it so yeah we are very uh, close together and we every time we have uh, this uh, we try to to uh, to imagine the future of the seller together. Awesome. Oh, that's so special, like having the little like father-son dream. I bet your dad's so happy about that. That's like every dad's dream. <laughs> um, even like for me, my, my dad's a dentist and I'm not going to be a dentist and it breaks his heart. Like he is, he doesn't tell me he's heartbroken, but I see it in his face. <laughs> so no, that's, that's awesome. Um, I like, okay, so I wanted to actually bring it out a little bit um, and talk a little bit about Le Marque, being someone that grew up yeah. right in, in Staffolo, in, in, in uh, the Castelliese area, because something for me coming to Le Marque for the first time, one part being in the wine industry, but also being a little tourist, you know, <laughs> um, I was just amazed that no one really knew about this place, like at least from the American perspective, like Le Marque is stunning. Like it is, it's, it's awesome. Like it, it's so cool. And there's yeah. so many like special parts. Like what makes Le Marque rad? Like what makes it great? Like as someone your age, like what do you do that like, okay, if I was a young American girl who didn't work in the wine industry, <laughs> how would you <laughs> advocate for me to come to Le Marque? <laughs> <laughs> Italian Wine Podcast, part of the Mama Jumbo Shrimp family.
But the beautiful things of Le Marche, maybe first of all, is that Le Marche are very unknown uh, around the world. No, and it's not the first time I have this conversation with uh, someone from uh, outside of, of uh, Italy, no? Because first time everyone come here and left a little piece of his, of his heart here in Le Marche, uh, no? Because uh, the area is uh, very unknown, but at the same time it's very, very, very beautiful. Uh, to, to let American people understand a little bit Le Marche, we have to, tell, to, to say that Le Marche, the area, the countryside of Le Marche, look a little bit around, uh, look a little bit like Tuscany, no? So around hills, a lot of vineyards, a lot of different kind of culture. Um, and this is very beautiful. But the most important things, in my opinion, is that Le Marche now are not very tourist. So everything you can see here in Le Marche are real are made for for people that live in Le Marche, that live Le Marche every day. Uh, so people here uh, wants to have a beautiful trattoria close to the places, wants to, to have a great meal without spending a lot of money, uh, want to drink great wine, obviously we made beautiful Verdicchio in the area of Le Marche, in the south of Le Marche they made beautiful red wine, mm-hmm. also Viceno. Uh, no, and also Pecorino, white wine mm-hmm. in the south of Le Marche. Uh, and, and another beautiful characteristic, in my opinion, of Le Marche is that the region is very uh, not fit time. I mean, no? So you can drive from the sea to the mountain mm-hmm. in like one hour and 30 minutes, one hour and 20 minutes. So everything is very close and very uh, you, you have a beautiful area in the Conero area, seaside. Uh, you have the beautiful Castelli di Jesi hill, uh, 35 minutes from uh, 45 minutes from Ancona, and then other 30 minutes you have uh, Appennini. So you have the mountains of the central part of Italy. Uh, a lot of different characteristics, a lot of different places, a lot of different view, a lot of different experience. No, in the same place, you can have different. Uh, make something new every day uh, in, in Le Marche, and, and all is very close, very, very around you. But what makes it okay? Like, what makes it more like, for lack of a better word, sexy? Like, what did you do last night? Like, what do you do for fun in Le Marche? Like, let's be real. Like, what was your craziest yeah. night in Le Marche in, in Staffolo? <laughs> Most crazy things we can do in Staffolo is get drunk. <laughs> and like roll down the vineyard. The cellar of some friends. True. Yeah, also. <laughs> or you can go break into that trattoria in Cupra Montana. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To Anita. <laughs> no, um, normally in the weekend, uh, we, especially in the summer, uh, we spend our weekend in the seaside because it's very you know, close. So it's normal to drive for 35 minutes to the seaside and uh, spend night uh, having dinner outside uh, in the restaurant in the sea, no, in, uh, close to the seaside. And then uh, we, we, have, um, we have some uh, disco in the, in the seaside. Uh, uh, so the weekend for a young man, a young lady, is very, <laughs> no, like... Uh, very touristic place, like Maritima, but we can have a lot of fun, and especially beautiful, beautiful, beautiful places where we have a very high level 
of wine bar and restaurants mm-hmm. like Senigallia. Ah, Fabri Fibra. Uh, <laughs> one three Michelin star and one two Michelin star restaurant. Oh, wow. So you like to wine and dine? Yeah, I like. I like a lot. Uh, I like also to spend night in the disco, but um, I like more to have a wine and dine, yes. Also because we have a lot of places where, where we can do it. Yeah, I, I, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite or like a couple? Uh, it's difficult to say. Sure, Senegalia is the place where you have to be if you want to, to have a beautiful night uh, for forever. Uh, dinner and wine. Uh, one of my favorite places is uh, Nana in Senegalia. It's a particular kind of trattoria, uh, not trattoria like uh, a traditional cuisine of Lemarque, but it's like fusion from uh, traditional cuisine from Lemarque and um, uh, South Spanish uh, cuisine because the, the chef and the owner uh, is an Italian guy, but but he owns also a trattoria in Granada, in the uh, south of Spain. These two, he makes these two cultures making very, very beautiful dishes. And they have also an amazing select, selection of natural wine there. So it's uh, very cool also for this reason. So is my Santito there? <laughs> also, obviously. <laughs> oh, that sounds delicious. That's so, I would never have expected that, that fusion. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You have to spend more time. Next time you'll be here, you have to spend more time, not just one day. You have to spend like four or five days with me. We, we <laughs> go around uh, with me and my friends. We go around Albertville and the most beautiful places. Uh, okay. So I have two uh, questions about that trip. One, do you like have to listen to Fabri Fibra if you're in the market? Is that like the regional anthem? Is that all we're going to listen to? He <laughs> <laughs> was born He was born in Senegalia, but I didn't know he... Milan uh, mm-hmm. since like a lot of years ago. Oh, I see. Uh, I never see him around. So he's like ex. I, he's I like ex Le Marque. Like he's not. <laughs> yeah, he was born here, but he moved uh, when he was young. Ah, so it's kind of scandalous. So you guys are like, nah, he's not part part of us. Like, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's here, but he <laughs> I never see him around. Maybe left here when he was like 25 at the beginning. He moved to law, to England, to uh, you know, to England, I think, to Brighton. Someone yeah. says you prefer Giacomo yeah. Leopardi instead. <laughs> okay, no, he's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. So I mean, <laughs> Giacomo Leopardi. Uh, no, Giacomo Leopardi is a famous, famous writer from uh, the 18th century. Uh, one of the most important writers. Oh, yes. Yeah, Giacomo wrote The Infinito, one of these, his famous, a Silvia. Uh, yes, no, I know who that is now. I was, I guess my brain was on Fabri Fibra, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a rapper I know. And I was like, oh, yeah, we are not, <laughs> yeah, he's a writer, like, he's from, like, <laughs> Maybe it was, like, you know, and some rappers are also considered, like, writer of he was a rapper of his time i mean yeah that's how people feel about franz list like he was oh, the rock star <laughs> but if you played that for people now they they wouldn't probably get it but i actually was just listening to list before this never mind anyways <laughs> um and someone else sirolo is the place for dinner on a summer night yes yeah, sirolo is beautiful yeah. i 
didn't go there at night, though. I went there during the day once because I was... I, when I was in La Marca for 10 days, I'm sorry, I only saw you one of those 10 days. <laughs> so... Okay. This well, is a problem, but, but so, it's your first time in, in my place, so we never met each other. So next time uh, you have more familiar with me, and we can stay more time together. Oh, okay. Now I'm like, next summer, I'm I have going to have five crazy days in La Marca. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, no, I mean, no, it's a great deal. I mean, I don't know if anyone, whoever's listening, being the, fir- the first time I went to Le Marque and seeing, I mean, all of it, like like you're saying, the mountains, the sea, the vineyards, the wine, like I, I was never unhappy. Like I, you know, I found the perfect little trattoria and that I would go to every day and drink miscellaneous verdicchio, not your verdicchio, um, <laughs> whatever they put in the, in the quartino and... I would, I, the food was great, everything just, just so wonderful. But yeah, no, I think, I think that's the coolest part about people drinking more verdicchio is like them re, like discovering a place that is really, I mean, not that I want it to have all this tourism, but like just a little more appreciation because I, I, I love La Marque. I think, I mean, it's a big area. There's so much to see. And actually like now that we're like, you know, coming towards the end of this interview, I always had this feeling, and I wanted to ask you about this. So, obviously, Castelli Diesi and Matelica, very different DOCs, hence why they're their own DOC. But for me as a wine drinker, sometimes I feel like they seem like they have a feud. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's like a little, is there a little bit of a feud? Is there any scandal? Or is it just me making things up in my head? <laughs> no. Uh, no scandal thanks to God because you know never it's never a good thing to have scandal. But the, there is this um, I have to to say something before, no, to okay. explain to everyone the difference between Le, Castelliesi and Matelica. Mm-hmm. Castelliesi is a denomination quite big, twenty five villages um, inside the Castelliesi area. And Castelliesi is a hill area close to the sea. So inland, uh, but uh, uh, the area of Castelliesi, we have uh, four rivers around the area of Castelliesi. So all the valley of Castelliesi are west to uh, east, no? so from, uh, from the mountains to the sea. So we feel the influence of the sea almost all over the denomination of Castelliesi. Uh, the denomination of Matelica is the only continental climate of Le Marque mm-hmm. because the valley of Matelica is a depression inside two chain of mountains. So the area of Matelica, in the area of Matelica, you have not the influence of the sea. The, the area of Matelica is a little bit more cold because all the cold air that flew from the mountain to the valley chill a little bit the climate in the area of Matelica. So two very different microclimates. Uh, two very different soil composition also. Because in the area of Matelica, the soil is a little bit more poor uh, because you have all the rocks from in the, in the years and years, all the rocks from the top of the mountain that go down in the valley. And the first, like one meter, one meter and a half of ground in the area of Matelica are very rocky, very rich in uh, stones and rocky. In the area of Castelli, we have, we have more clay and limestone. 
So very different microclimate, uh, temperature, and soil composition. Yes. But the end of Castellini, I told at the beginning, I, I say at the beginning, is very spread out, it's very big. And in, inside the area of Castellini, you have a really, really huge numbers of microclimate, soil composition, exposure, altitude. And so we have some area, for example, in Staffolo for the minerality, that look a little bit like Matelica. You drink uh, the two wine in a, in a, a blind tasting, uh, you can be a little bit confused because you normally Matelica, the wine are more mineral, no? with more salty minerality. But in Staffolo and Cupra Montana, you, you feel, uh, you, you find a similar minerality. Very, you, you remember my wine, they are very, very salty, very vibrant, very vertical. They look like a lot, like the wine in Matelica. So for some reason, sometimes the difference between Matelica and Yesi are not so big. No? Uh, people think tasting the wine sometimes is uh, more difficult to, to feel the difference between Yesi and Matelica. But this characteristic in the same is the same if you think uh, to Barbaresco and Barolo. Some denomination, some uh, MGA of Barbaresco are very different from some MGA of Barolo, but if you pick the current Barbaresco and the current Barolo and you drink it blind, they are very difficult to say this is Barolo, this is Barbaresco, mm -hmm. no? Because if you, if you take, for example, Montfigo, so Escot is one of the most uh, uh, look like Barolo style of Barbaresco and you take a Barolo um, a little more round and more rich and the two more similar than normally people think about Barolo and Barbaresco. No, that's a, that's a super, those are, that's a super valid point and it's basically why I proposed that question because I know there's so much, there's overlap Thank and it's, 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 it's confusing when you don't, well, first of all, when you, you know, another thing about visiting is like when you've never been to the place, so you don't have that physical awareness. And then if you're, you're also just reading, you're like, okay, so, you know, okay, I know the soils, I know these things are different, but like what actually, and that's super true. Like Castelli di Esi is a very vast area if you look at the map. Yeah. Uh, one of the problems that Le Marche are not very famous around the world is that Castelli di Esi is a denomination that know a lot of attention. Uh, inside Castelli di Iesi, we have a lot, a lot, a lot of difference between villages and villages. And um, is a pity is that people know so few about Le Marche, because here people um, around the world think that Verdicchio are like, uh, is a common Verdicchio from all the denomination, uh, the Verdicchio has the same thing. Mm. It is not the truth. Uh, is, is similar to the, Le Langhe. Uh, Barolo has a lot of different versions inside the denomination of Barolo or Barbaresco, the same. And the same is for Castelli di Iesi. We have 25 villages and a lot of difference between uh, one, of the, of the, uh, one to the other one. So we have a lot of different style and a lot of different things over and if Le Marche was more famous, more popular, people arrived here, come here, visit uh, more and more uh, sellers, and then maybe come back home with more knowledge about the market and Castelli di Esi denomination. Because we have a lot to tell 
Oh, yeah. And I wish we had more time to tell. Sadly, we have to wrap up. But to wrap it up, on a very positive note, it's Thursday. As in the States, we say Thirsty Thursday. I know it's very cheesy. Um, <laughs> so You can see I have... Uh, I know. Glass, you can't see what's in this glass. <laughs> yeah, a little trick. Um, anyways, um, so really quickly... What are you drinking? What are you doing tonight? And then we'll sign off. Okay, it's very fun because tonight we have a um, tasting in a beautiful wine shop, wine shop and wine bar in Chiaravalle. The name is Clairvaux. Mm -hmm. uh, they make uh, sometimes they organize some tastings during the Thursday. And um, tonight, a friend of mine from Cupra Montana, the company is Calitra, uh, the name of the company. They made like uh, testing with uh, eight different um, wines, um, different vintages of same label. So, so like labels and three different vintages each. Uh, so it will be very beautiful tonight because we have a, a beautiful perspective in the wine they made because they made a, like a orange, one orange wine with Rebiano, Malvasia and Verdicchio. Drink a cru with verdicchio, very, very, very old vineyard of verdicchio. And uh, yeah, we'll be, we, we will enjoy for sure the night because uh, we will have uh, for sure a beautiful tasting tonight. Awesome. Well, that sounds a lot better than the gin and tonic I'm probably going to drink. <laughs> I think it's always a good, good choice. Always, always. Well, sadly, we have to go, but it was so nice of you to join us today, Ricardo. I'm so happy to see your face again and to chat again. Thank you so much. Um, absolutely. Um, and everyone go visit Le, uh, Ricardo in La Safa. And yes, there's Radicchio on the table. That's good. <laughs> Thanks for being on The Next Generation. Cheers to you and everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank, um, you, good job. Thank you so much <laughs> to invite me. All right. Ciao, everyone. Buon pomeriggio. Ciao, ciao, ciao. ciao. Grazie. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.